0: Hi, guys, welcome back to another episode of A Case for the FBI Cross Examining Reality. I'm Cassie,
1: and I'm Kristen
0: and to start things out Kristen says that she has some very exciting news to share so I am excited to (laughs) hear.
1: I don't know if exciting is quite the right word. It's definitely news. Um, So this is news that just came out today. Today is Wednesday. May the 4th be with you also to those who celebrate. Cassie I know you don't give damn about star wars Um,
0: yes but may the fourth be with those who do
1: yes to those who celebrate um so i was just you perusing the internet today as one does and i came across this headline that reads quote post malone is expecting his first baby with girlfriend he says it's the happiest i've ever been
0: oh my god Okay, I don't think we've ever talked about Post Malone on the podcast. And for anyone who does not know, I would lay my life on the line for Post Malone. I love him. I think he is the greatest thing that has happened to this planet. Um, I think he's going to be a great dad. He is just like he just seems so like kind and genuine to me. I think he's going to be the best dad. Yeah, Um, but you know, I'm kind of feeling like I'm a bad fan because I didn't even know. He had a girlfriend. Is it still that Korean chick?
1: Well, see, the thing is on this this article is from people. So a reputable source, in my Mm -hmm. opinion, he hasn't even identified his girlfriend publicly. Wow. So that's okay that you don't know, like no one knows who she's, who she is in facts, but Post Malone like says that it's his girlfriend, uh-huh. um, but she has never been identified publicly. I I don't even know if there's been like speculated girlfriend, you know, that's but it I'm seems saying. I like,
0: haven't even heard rumblings.
1: Yeah. But it seems like everything has been very private. So don't beat yourself up for not knowing this because it Thank seems you. that they and maybe that's just because like she's a normie like you and me and she you know just like protect her privacy or whatever um but they are keeping it on the dl
0: okay um so, so there this, are any details in the article about like how far along <laughs> is or anything
1: no none at all the only real thing that he said himself is quote i'm excited for this next excuse me, this next chapter in my life. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And for since I could remember, I was sad. I, uh, okay. Time to take care of my body and my family and friends and spread as much love as we can every day.
0: That feels very posty. Where <laughs> like...
1: I don't know if that means that he's going to like quit drinking and quit smoking. And t- yeah. when he says I'm going to time to take care of my body um you know i guess in preparations for becoming a dad um but also did you know that he has an album coming out next month june 3rd
0: it's um what's it called 12 carat
1: Tuesday
0: i was about to say i did know that i knew it had an interesting name yeah um, so you can expect me to be dropping whatever amounts of money, um, I have to, to be front row and center for that tour that I anticipate happening late fall, early winter.
1: Yes. You want to see all 12 carats.
0: Exactly. I want to see the two itself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to smell the ache. Yes. Smell um, the
1: so literally I, the article doesn't provide much information at all, um, Yeah. So his his girlfriend, whom Malone hasn't identified publicly, Um, but then the people article, they then go on to say that, I guess um, it was earlier this year, maybe. Oh, in March. Um, That I guess post was at this sushi restaurant, and he accidentally crashed this fan who this fan's birthday party who was also at the sushi sushi restaurant. Who apparently his mom made a TikTok about it, and his son is autistic. And oh, is a, yes, I I
0: remember this,
1: that. Yeah, and like loves his music and stuff. Um, so he like post went up and and introduced himself as Austin, as we know he likes to do. Um. So he said, I guess it was, it was the person's 21st birthday. So post asked, what kind of beer are you getting, um, for his, you know, first drink. Um, uh, but then post also said, quote, dude, thank you for listening, man. That's so sweet. Have fun, man, but not too much fun. Oh, Like it's just so, just so sweet. And like, he's just so down to earth yeah, and he's
0: genuine.
1: Yeah. Just a genuine dude.
0: I mean, and we've seen him live in concert. I've seen him live twice. And I feel like he's really good at like even coming across with that, like authenticity and, and being genuine. Like when he's singing, like still to this day, when he does fall apart, like you feel the pain, like he, like the first time he's saying it, like it's I'm so- literally
1: getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> oh my God.
0: He's so, oh my God. He's so talented. Like, I don't care what else you have to say about him. Like, I think he sounds better live than what you hear on the radio like he yeah. is phenomenal he's great
1: yeah I know I 100% agree um so I just wanted I'm glad you're sitting down for this news Yes, thank you. um we don't have any other information besides mm-hmm. what I've given here but we will keep the listeners abreast if you are I mean it's not reality show related but if you all uh, are interested in post Malone baby news we can now add that to I mean baby Rihanna list. is officially on baby watch she may have may have already well no she was at the Met Gala I think
0: yeah she was right okay yeah yeah yeah. they made the statue oh or wait was she not and that's why they made the statue
1: I don't know because now I'm thinking like at this point she very well could have had the baby by now yeah Um, you know we just don't know um I saw her little like she posted something on Instagram about the Met Gala but it was like the the marble statue thing I don't know. I haven't really done a whole lot of research into the Met Gala, even though I personally love the Met Gala. I think it's fun. I like the outfits. I like the outfits. I think a lot of people like, you know, the peasants who don't understand high fashion. Yeah, exactly. People just see the wacky outfits, which yes, they're wacky, but that's the whole point because every year the Met Gala has a theme and people, you know, they have, custom-made Versace gowns to oh uh, the
0: can we talk about Blake Lively for a moment <gasps> so
1: one Stop picture me. and I saw the other and I
0: was like how what is that the same outfit I know Yes, phenomenal oh my yes. gosh you look so beautiful like it, I'm shocked yeah I'd know, love to exactly. be wearing a freaking potato sack and I would be like did you see Blake Lively
1: I know I know those people if you know you know you saw yeah. that dress but I mean yeah she just she's always very well dressed
0: I oh, and heard Ryan are just so cute oh.
1: they are really cute sometimes I do get a little annoyed with because they're just so like sarcastic about each other yeah um you know, they'll be like "Happy birthday to the second best looking person I know behind myself" or something. Yeah, and I'm just, yeah just they like, do a lot of that. It's, it was funny the first hundred times, but now it's like, <laughs> now it's
0: getting can old. You,
1: can you like actually be nice? You know?
0: <laughs>
1: can you give us some hope here?
0: <laughs>
1: um, so the next thing I want to touch on is that I heard that you have been doing some very extensive research. For the podcast here, and I was wondering if you were if you'd be able to share your findings here with us today.
0: Yes, so uh, me and one of our listeners have been very invested in Michelle Carter, aka I Love You Now Die, aka Girl from Plainville. Um, I think the fan of the podcast has switched turned on me and is no longer free Michelle after watching Girl from Plainville. Um, mm. I still am Team Michelle. Um, And when I say Team Michelle, guys, I've had a couple people come for me. Okay. I'm not saying that what she did was great. I'm just saying that there's something not right mentally. And I think that's what we should be focused on and not necessarily sending her to jail but any who's it's that's what happened so there is actually not a lot of information on the internet about Michelle about her background about how she grew up everything mm-hmm. is very much about Connor Roy or Conrad excuse me whatever the fuck his name was may yeah. he rest in peace anywho um so I tried really hard to kind of figure out, and I actually did watch Girl from Plainville, and I still feel like they didn't really give you, you learn a little bit more about, like, her family, kind of, like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize she had a younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't really something that came up in the documentary, but she did have a younger sister. Her family seemed, like, very well-to-do, like, they had a really nice house, like, her parents, like, were kind of, like, Uppity and mm. you know, she grew up very privileged. Um, the only thing I could think of is like maybe they just didn't offer her enough like support, encouragement, attention growing up. Mm. I-, I couldn't really find anything, you know, to be like, ah, that's what happened that made her, act, you know, kind of act this way. Um, but what I did find was very recently, actually, within the last, I'm going to say two months was the first sighting of Michelle since she's been released in 2020. Oof. Yes. Where
1: was she? where was she?
0: She was in her front yard doing yard work. <laughs> and let me tell you she is not looking cute. She still really? has that very short haircut she -hmm. was wearing like men's basketball shorts hiking boots and a men's sweatshirt so Mm -hmm. I don't know if prison changed her um, and she really is you know embracing her maybe you know non-binary thoughts views of herself maybe that's where a lot of her anger came from Mm -hmm. growing up um, questioning her sexuality and her gender and things and you know while she was in jail prison let's call it prison yeah prison interchangeable there uh maybe she really you know just finally discovered herself and decided to fully embrace it but i did find an interview with like Um, staff at the prison she was at and they said that she was a really great inmate she made a lot of friends in jail she was very polite to everyone everyone really liked her Hmm. Um, and that's why she got released on good behavior they said that she had a job while she was there that she was very helpful and encouraging so I mean I hate to say it because I definitely thought that prison would not be a good environment for Michelle um maybe it was exactly what she needed
1: set her she was straight getting
0: constant attention.
1: That's true. That's true. There was always um, someone
0: there who had to talk to her.
1: I hadn't even really thought about that. Like, you know, I guess she just gets to like resume her life now, but obviously she's people know where to find her. I'm assuming she's living in her parents' house or whatever.
0: Yes. And I think her probation is coming to an end. It might even be this month.
1: Oh Lord. Yeah. Know.
0: I honestly don't think she's going to do anything crazy though. Like, I really think that she's going to, I mean, that's been two over two years since anyone has seen her. Like no one has even spotted her since she got released in January, 2020. Um, so I, I really do think that she's going to keep a very low profile. I think she's, I I don't think we'll be hearing from Michelle Carter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. she just like fly under the radar.
0: Yeah, well, which is the, kind of sad. I kind of would like to hear her side of the story. Like, I mean, it may not provide any insight or change anyone's mind, but it would be nice to kind of like know it from her perspective.
1: Right, right. And have her personally testify to like, you know, her mental illness and her background, like you said, because we even said that when we watched the documentary is that like, we did not get a lot of background on her family at all. Right. Um. We like saw her parents, but uh, you would think that at this point because it has been so highly publicized that we would have more information than we do but we don't so
0: i know and that also that almost makes me like feel more suspicious about it i'm like why are y'all keeping this information from <laughs> why me why y'all hide exactly why are y'all keeping this information i'm like who sexually abused her in the family somebody <clears throat> did something i just know they're keeping something from me
1: yeah Well, now Michelle's probably going to have to go to like University of Phoenix online or something. I mean, I don't really feel badly for her, but you know. if you're
0: listening girl martinsville virginia we have this really cool situation it is called the new college institute okay and you can go to james madison university you can go to longwood you (laughs) can go to odu there's a lot of options and you never have to leave the town of martinsville no one will recognize you here i swear (laughs) so if you want to hang out if you want to you know a tour of campus. And by campus, I mean the one building more than happy to do that for you, girl.
1: Wow. Look at you spreading good opportunities to those I who know. may be disadvantaged.
0: I, I love to recruit a new JMU Duke, you know, <laughs> roll Dukes.
1: Yeah. She said no Longwood, no ODU, no of the sort.
0: Yeah. She wants royalty in those veins.
1: Um, so is there anything else with your research that you wanted to share with us before we move on?
0: No, but if anybody else does like know more about it or knows where I can find out more about it, I really am very interested in this girl. Like I really Mm -hmm. do feel we may be kindred spirits of sorts. I don't know. Wow. Um, I know there's something about her that just like draws me in. It may not be a good thing.
1: Well, maybe part of that is, you know, the mystery around her, like, because you don't have this information that you're looking for
0: about her. Right. So it's like, I want, I'm like, Michelle, let me talk to you, please.
1: I need answers.
0: <laughs> but yes, more, I would love any additional information on Michelle Carter that anybody has found or knows where I can find.
1: <laughs> um. So the last thing I wanted to bring up in the intro today, of course, you all had a nice reprieve from Kardashian's talk, but we're back this week with it. And there's just something small that I wanted to bring up. Um. Speaking of the Met Gala is... This past week, there were some paparazzi photos that were taken of Kim and Pete. Um, They were were like in a car, getting in and out of a car or something. And you could see that Pete has a tattoo that's like right below his collarbone that has the letters K-N-S-C-P, which we can assume to mean Kim North St. Chicago Psalm so Kim and all of her children right maybe it is coincidental that it you know the letters mean something in Latin or something a
0: real big coincidence
1: that would be a real big coincidence so I want to get your thoughts on like how you feel they've been dating for you know over a little over six months how do you feel I mean obviously Pete is tatted to the gods like you know he's running out of space there but how do you feel about him getting a tattoo about Kim with Kim's kids initials
0: I I think it's dumb like I, I'm happy that they're both happy and living their lives and doing their thing but like let's be real like this is we can all I think we can all agree this is not a forever thing I do not see Kim oh, and Kim that together for forever. I know, but he he probably got tattoos for Ariana Grande and all the- mother Oh, bitches. no, he definitely did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He got tattoos for all the mother bitches he's ever dated. Like, the kids is just taking it to an extreme. Like, I just don't think that's appropriate, especially, like- if you're a regular old person and not getting your tattoos publicized like I still think it's stupid but like okay the dad might not ever find out but like Mm. Kanye is gonna see that and like how do you think like (sighs) like you have been dating you have known my children for six months max right you already are getting their initials tattooed on your body yeah I would be upset
1: I would be upset as well, especially because like we've talked about, you can say whatever you want about Kanye, but especially like what we know now seeing the, the Hulu show. Yeah. Is that Kanye very much intends to be part of those children's lives. And I, he and Kim are both very committed to co-parenting.
0: And he still is like, when I saw the new episode and saw him bring back the rest of that sex tape for her, like. What ex-husbands do you know would do that? Like right.
1: And part part of it like Kim said, like part of it was for her. But then also he's like, I don't, I don't want the chance of my of my kids finding (sighs) this. You know, so he, you know, he's committed to her, obviously not in a like wife way, but you know that he'll always love her. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're always like, he's always going to be their father. Yeah. But my friend sent me a tweet about, like, kind of poking fun at the whole Pete Davidson tattoos. And it was a picture of a guy who had a sweatshirt that said, I'm not the stepfather, I'm the father who stepped up.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds exactly like something he would say.
1: I mean, to my knowledge, I don't think Pete has any kids. But maybe no. if, if like he really feels that he has a calling to be a father, he's always wanted to be a father, and you know, being around kin- <laughs> his kids has really like given him
0: something. Well, I, I mean, also, that means- that's something to to think about too. It's like, I mean, I guess Kim could easily get another surrogate, but like, y'all can't have kids together. Yeah, I mean, she she's over 40 years old like and she also has like five million children like she has enough yeah four is I was surprised that they had four kids That is a lot of freaking kids I know I even feel that way about Travis and Courtney I'm just like y'all both have your own children like together yeah. y'all probably have like six yeah and Courtney you're literally on your way to 50 and you don't have another fucking kid these these people are just
1: oh. I know I know and I feel like too is it makes it kind of weird when you have like it seems like Courtney and Travis are they like their family is already very blended in terms of like both of their kids hanging out with each other I feel like it would mess up the dynamic if it's like okay these are all of our half kids but then like we have this one biological kid like does that kid get preference
0: now exactly that's how I've always kind of felt about it sometimes too is like Because it's not like, I mean, of course, like Courtney, I'm sure is very great towards his kids and he's obviously Mm -hmm. very great towards hers, but it's like a different dynamic with like Travis and Scott and Courtney's kids Mm -hmm. and then Courtney and Travis and his ex-wife or whoever's kids. And Mm -hmm. then they have this one that is actually both of theirs. That's like the golden child. Exactly. Because it's like, they're both going to treat that one kid, how they'll treat their own kids individually. Right. Right it just seems like not especially court we already know courtney has a favorite and it is rain and it is very obvious so it's like i can't imagine with how freaking disgustingly in love she is with travis how much preferential treatment she is going to give this new one
1: yeah to travis's child
0: exactly oh yeah also thank god they cut rain's hair i know oh my god I saw like I saw a picture from the of him. Wild Thornberries.
1: <laughs> I saw a picture of him and I like almost didn't even recognize him. I was like, who's that other kid? And I was
0: like, Oh, that's Rain. Yeah, when Kim was over there trying to like be shady, she was like, Hey, Rainy, like when you go home to your dad, what does he ask you? I was like, That is Rain. I thought that was like just some random kid.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is the status of the kardashians this has been your kardashian corner of the week <laughs> i don't think we have any um confession corner this week do you have anything that you need to confess to the pod i
0: don't think so we're pure yeah we're f- no sense here very rarely flawed okay
1: <laughs> i mean if you catch us slipping you may as well go out and buy a lottery ticket
0: exactly so emily you heard it here first girl you should be buying a lottery ticket after that flaw that you found
1: All right, y'all. For this week, we watched something a little new that wasn't true crime, giving you a break from true crime if you're not into that. Um, But this week, we watched the new documentary on Netflix that is titled white hot the rise and fall of Abercrombie and Fitch I believe that's the title don't come for me if it's not but y'all know what I'm talking about I just call it the Abercrombie documentary um and this was just like a it it, this was my kind of documentary I like the ones where it's just like an hour and a half just goes all the way through to tell you the story just very like pleasing for me to watch Mm -hmm. basically just talking about like the title said basically like the rise in popularity of Abercrombie and Fitch um and very heavy emphasis was put on, especially in like the latter half of the documentary was put on their, um, like racist hiring Mm -hmm. that they did and, Mm um, racist and like, just like the whole, like
0: how they were so at the end or all of them very
1: exclusive um (laughs) so I guess to just begin like what was your overall impression of the documentary did you learn anything new did you like it did you not like it
0: yeah I definitely learned a lot I really didn't I I obviously it was like one of those things where like I, I think it was like very known to like almost everyone, especially people our age and a little bit older, honestly, I feel like probably like the older half of millennials were probably the people who are most impacted by this. Um, Just because when it was really kind of shit was hitting the fan for lack of a better phrase, Mm -hmm. we were just, we were like kind of in the beginning phases of like getting into that stuff. Right. It was like, it was so blatantly obvious to me at least. And I feel like a lot of people I know like that it was just like, exclusionary like like when I thought of Abercrombie and Fitch like that's just like I thought like oh I'm not a size zero so I can't shop there or like oh like I'm being raised by a single mom like I can't afford to shop there like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it was just like all those sort of things that like I I just knew like that wasn't new information but like all of the excuse me, like details and like people behind it and all of those things. And kind of, I didn't know about the lawsuits and I Mm -hmm. didn't know about those sort of things. Um, so I definitely learned a lot of things that I didn't know. Um, I would say overall, like, I thought it was interesting, but like, I wasn't like, that was great. Like I would give it like a six or a seven out of 10. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like it was definitely new information, but the overall concept was not necessarily like news to me, but I feel like people who maybe didn't experience it the same way to me, it might be news to them.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree. I didn't necessarily like learn new information, but rather I had like, repressed memories like brought up like yes I knew like if someone asked me Kristen what did Abercrombie and Fitch have on their bags I'd be like shirtless men yeah but seeing it in the documentary I was just like like we just let that be okay sorry y'all there's a little lapse we're having a little technical difficulties but we're back
0: Zoom hates us they're starting to do some fake fake girl shit they don't want to
1: see us shine
0: exactly
1: they don't want to see us win hate to see it um but anyways I was talking about shirtless men on the bag. um so I was just appalled at like and we just took that at I mean I don't want to say like society as a whole took that as normal but I definitely didn't think anything of it when I was a teenager um and then further, another thing that I didn't necessarily learn, but something that I it more just like, I realized was all of the gay undertones and all right. of their ads.
0: Well, right. I, like, I never thought once about it. Yeah. Like what
1: these men are like, I was just like, oh, they're playing football. But now that they point out where it's like, yeah, they're shirtless, like playing football and they're going to use that as an advertisement.
0: Yeah. Especially when it right. sounds like
1: the models involved like weren't necessarily the most comfortable doing those sort of shoots.
0: Well, yeah, because I guess like whatever photographer, what was his name, Bobby, that they had doing it was like very like sexual assaulty vibes.
1: <laughs> yes, which now he has been accused of um, sexual harassment yeah. in the workplace, like by harassing the models and touching them inappropriately and things like that. Um. So that was just one thing that really like I hadn't even really thought of. And then it it was interesting, too, in the documentary how they had some gay men like commenting on it and basically verifying like, yes, that is very like gay and undertone sort of thing yeah like that's how (laughs) they that's how they perceive it um so it's not like okay like I'm just I'm trying to convince myself that like these undertones are
0: there you know it's just
1: coincidence kind of thing Mm -hmm. um especially like you said the um Bob or whatever his name was Bobby I think Bobby yeah he um do you know was gay himself I believe so
0: Um, Kind of going back to like the exclusivity thing, like mm -hmm. something that they pointed out in the documentary, kind of just going off the theme that you've kind of said is like you know, like I, I like acknowledged it and and like probably kind of knew them, but like didn't really think about until they said it in the documentary was even the design of Abercrombie and Fitch. Like it very much was like, it looked like a bungalow. There were shutters on the windows, Mm -hmm. the entrance, like all you saw was like half naked people. Like you couldn't see anything in the store. You couldn't see the clothes. You couldn't see if there were people inside. Like it was very much like is like most stores are like, here's what we have come inside. Like this yeah. is why you want to window
1: shopping. Yeah, like,
0: exactly. And they're like, no, you, you only come in here if you know what's up. Like, yeah,
1: if you're if serious, much, like
0: elitist, almost like it, going back to like the exclusivity of it all. It's like, they're hiding the product because it's not for everybody to see and wear and buy.
1: Yeah, that was such a good point. Kind of reminded me of, um, like, air like airplane uh, like airport clubs, you know, when you like pay five hundred dollars to like go into the Delta Club or whatever. And they they have like the windows covered then you just want to look and be like, what are you? What do you have that I don't have? Right. You know?
0: Yes. Um, It was like a thing I almost feel like when you went to the mall with your friends, like it didn't matter if you were, if you could afford to buy Abercrombie and Fitch or not, you, you had to go in, you had to be seen in that store. Even if you bought the $18 body spray and that was all that you bought, you wanted to be seen carrying that freaking Abercrombie and Fitch bag with the half-naked men all around the store.
1: Yes.
0: You could have bought a $3 paperclip and you still (laughs) would have been like um yeah I'm not a bitch that way with your bag you're like oh I think it's that direction (laughs) oops I dropped my Abercrombie and Fitch bag I have to pick it up (laughs)
1: because I went to Abercrombie and Fitch and I bought something exactly from Abercrombie and Fitch it really
0: was that way though it was so insane
1: and I could definitely attest to like People would cut out the bags and put them on their in the in the documentary they say locker, yeah. but I know people who would put them on their bedroom walls. Yeah, because also it was like a status thing. Like if you have twenty Abercrombie and Fitch bags, it's like,
0: <laughs> like yeah, I we went to Abercrombie
1: twenty times.
0: The freaking paper bags, dude. Like we yeah. Hollister, Abercrombie, like you Choice Secret. You would yeah. You would even take your lunch to school with them. Yeah. Yeah, legit would take my packed lunch in a Hollister bag.
1: Right. And they were like nice bags. Like I remember they would have like fabric handles and it would be like a thick kind of like cardboard material that they would use. Mm -hmm. Um, But talking about the pricing and everything, they made the point, I mean, I'm not, I don't have any sort of background in like marketing or, you know, strategic pricing of things. But it's true that they the the like they were pricey but yeah. it wasn't like gucci pricey right where it was like this is a once-in-a-lifetime buy like it was a splurge for sure yeah like you didn't go in there and have a shopping spree at least i didn't
0: No, yeah me neither
1: um but you would you know you could go in and you could you know you could buy a t-shirt for 25 dollars or whatever so it wasn't like out of question but especially, like, 13-year-old me, who I just have, like, allowance money, it was, like, a splurge.
0: Yeah. Honestly, sure. I feel like the t-shirts were even more than $25.
1: I don't even remember.
0: Gosh, I honestly think they were, like, 40 Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. See, I don't remember. And now, too, I'm like, okay, well, with inflation, like, you know, this was 12 years ago. I don't know.
0: I used to have to buy a lot of my Abercrombie fish from the Play-Doh. Hey yo.
1: Um, and I don't know, I don't know if we've I feel like we maybe we talked about this when we weren't recording, but I'm not as familiar with Abercrombie because we had um we just had a Hollister in our, in our mall. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people wore Hollister, but because you had to go, you know, you had to drive to Richmond or you had to drive to DC to go to the Abercrombie that it was like even more of a status yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, because you know, all the, all the basics were Hollister because that's right. what was there, but I definitely bought some, like my, my quote unquote secret Not a secret is like I would just buy the t-shirts when they went on clearance at Hollister. And that would make sense because I feel I feel like they would probably be like $20. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, like, now looking back, I'm like, yes, this is a reasonable price for a t-shirt, but it was considered on clearance.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and like something too, like obviously I understand why they didn't talk about it in the documentary, but like I understand that like the vibe of Hollister was supposed to be more like beach like California but mm-hmm. in my mind like why were they so similar though like even the design of the store and everything was exactly the same they both were yeah. like hidden shutters like you walk in like there's you go if you're a girl you go to the right if you're a boy you go to the left mm-hmm. and like it's dark the perfect a lot of like dark wood. overwhelming the people inside are like so beautiful you want to kill yourself and they're all skinny and they're all white
1: and they're all wearing sandals exactly they're all
0: wearing all their Hollister clothes that you can't afford I'm like are they not the like I almost was like are they about to tell me that they also owned Hollister because I wouldn't be surprised
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it was interesting. Like I said, I am more familiar with Hollister and obviously their whole vibe was California. Like yeah. the, everything was California that that's a little bit harder to pin down with Abercrombie and Fitch, because I think they were based out of Columbus, Ohio. So we weren't getting a lot of like Ohio core. As it were. Um, they did have the moose, though. Yeah, the moose was there, which, like, moose made me think, like, more like really? Pacific Northwest vibes. Canada. Um, but then also they had t-shirts, I would say, like, Abercrombie and Fitch New York on them.
0: Yeah, I don't so know.
1: It, it was a little it was a little bit all over the place for me just because like being a Hollister kid, it's like Hollister, California. Like it is my dream in life to go to Hollister, California. Which like Abercrombie wasn't like, okay, well we're the we're the Massachusetts store. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it was a little bit harder to pin down. Um but obviously their advertising and marketing was very effective with the demographic of people that they were going for.
0: Right, right, and I definitely think that they almost sort of started to uh, because I think Hollister came after Abercrombie. Yes, I almost felt like they started to evolve to the style of Hollister because, like you know, before it was like very preppy, it was like very much those polos, like you know, white pants, Mm -hmm. khakis, corduroys, and then they got into like the graphic tees, which I know like they kind of still made like preppy by a lot of like I, I know you remember you put your graphic tee over like a collared shirt and have the collar popping out right we all know that was really cool <laughs> but then like even looking back like I remember I had this one Abercrombie shirt that I just loved oh my god I loved it and it was like blue and it had like a floral pattern and then uh-huh. I had another shirt from Hollister that looked almost identical yeah. so I'm just like I feel like as an grew on like I almost feel like they kind of like evolved into one
1: yeah I guess just because they were competing in the same space you know they would see
0: like oh like for the
1: ones says about the other oh this one's really working these are really selling well so we got to start doing that thing
0: yeah
1: um so yeah maybe that's why you know like you said Abercrombie starting as like corduroy and like heavier clothes and then they see Hollister selling tank tops that are about 12 inches wide they're like oh well we need we need to make those
0: yeah I'm glad that we weren't really hit to them when they were going through that whole graphic t-phase because that was
1: the the like the racist t-shirts yeah yeah
0: like the Wong brothers and one for the road or something yeah
1: yeah which is also it's it's weird like looking at the t-shirts like okay you went to Abercrombie to buy a t-shirt about a fake company like how did that sell?
0: it was a different time Kristen it was
1: I suppose I suppose um so what was I about to say sorry um So, but now fast forward, both Hollister and Abercrombie are, they're still alive today. I don't want to say necessarily, well, I don't,
0: maybe they're selling well with the Gen Z. I think that Abercrombie is making a comeback because they truly have rebranded a lot. Like they have their Mm -hmm. like curve line now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they go up to like a size, like 30. I don't really understand their sizing because now they've converted to, I guess it's European. Like,
1: oh, the worst.
0: Yeah. And so (laughs) even when you Google it, like I've tried Googling. I'm like, if I'm size 14, what size am I in European? It doesn't tell you. They're like, no, you don't need to figure that out. So like, I wouldn't even know what size I would wear there. I would literally have to go in store, but I mean, it's like a size, I think like 37 or 38, which I think is like maybe like a 20.
1: 22. Oh,
0: okay. So they have, I have not heard anything about Hollister doing anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I think that Abercrombie and Fitch really is actually making a comeback.
1: Yeah. I have heard of people like buying Abercrombie jeans and Hollister jeans and stuff. Um, now it's interesting because, Everything right now, I mean, me being, you know, a fashion editor, like <laughs> fashion expert team. analysis, um fast fashion is very big right now. So yeah. that is the Fashion Nova, that is Sheen, and that is
0: Forever, Forever 21, 21 20.
1: if they're yeah. in business, doesn't <laughs> work.
0: Um, so what's the other, oh, Charlotte Russe? Like I thought they were going out of business. I don't know.
1: Charlotte Russe, yeah, the, the OG fast fashion.
0: I wonder if a lot of them, though, are just going to like
1: online. You mean like Sheen and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, I know that she, they've never had a brick and mortar store, but I wonder yeah. almost if like Forever 21 and Charlotte Russe are doing the same thing. Oh,
1: I see. And going online. Well, Forever 21 in their case, they should, because um, literally any of their stores look like a bomb went off in uh-huh. it and it really was not an effective way to shop at all. I know. Um, the way that things were laid out, it was, it's like they have too much product almost.
0: Right. It's like overwhelming. It's like, so, you yeah, but you had
1: a thrift story. I feel like dig through.
0: Yeah. And the only thing I would say, I think that they're probably like, oh, if she can be this successful solely online, like that's a lot of money that we don't have to put into like actually having stores and things like that. Mm-hmm. But tell me how many times. In the history of our career at James Madison University, did you find us in Charlotte Roos or Forever 21 at the last minute before a party, before an event, just trying to throw shit together?
1: Too many times to count.
0: Exactly. And you would never go to an Abercrombie or an American Eagle or belk or jc penny or wherever the hell else is open right go to forever 21 and you go to charlotte and that is where you find your last minute outfit at right fast fashion you wear it
1: once and then you don't wear it again yeah
0: it doesn't matter if it rips doesn't matter if you spill beer on it jungle juice fall in a bush it really doesn't (laughs) matter (laughs)
1: Yeah. So I bring that up to wonder, like, you know, we were talking about Abercrombie pricing. I wonder if they have changed their pricing to reflect that, Um, you know, if people are if if people are more willing to splurge on like $60 Abercrombie jeans versus $20 chain jeans.
0: So I think what they have done well with their rebranding is and I've seen this a lot with a lot of different things where everyone's starting to cater to millennials because we are becoming the people who are like, they're like, okay, the youngest of y'all now are almost 30. Like, I want to die saying that because I'm one of them as- (laughs) 27 years old but like that's the that's the matter of fact that it is you're moving into like higher up positions in business you guys are the ones who are making all the money now like you're starting Mm -hmm. to get grown-up money and so they're catering it to the millennial style and understanding that like we almost have like a nostalgic connection to them Mm -hmm. and are willing now to pay more for Mm -hmm. better quality Mm -hmm. so I will say that their pricing is still like like, I would say a pair of their jeans is probably, like, between 60 and $80, mm-hmm. but the quality of those jeans is going to be a lot better than anything that you would get from Shein or Charlotte Roots or Forever 21. Right. So I think that that's how they're kind of like shifting to the people that they started with. Right.
1: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people too, it's just funny, you know, because if you say, oh, I love your jeans and someone's like, oh my God, it's so funny. I got them from Abercrombie. Like it's so funny that like things come full circle like that to people. So like you said, the nostalgia, it's not like, oh, I'm wearing these jeans, because it, they remind me of being in high school it's like these jeans are cute and it's funny because I used to wear Abercrombie but it was very very different
0: right like 10 years ago when people would be like oh I love your jeans it's like yeah they're from Abercrombie so like it's right. weird to like be asking your friends now like Kelly she always every time she's wearing cute jeans she's like oh I got them from Abercrombie I'm just like wow bizarre to me
1: yeah yeah. One thing I will say you know with the whole fast fashion thing, one company that we haven't really touched on is American Eagle. Oh yeah. Because they are not fast fashion, I no. would say, and they are in that same realm of like being, you know, the the nostalgic boom in the early 2000s, but they are still very popular. Yeah. And it seems that, you know, their strategy is working in terms of you know, they're not fast fashion, but they still keep up with the trends.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and for, I think that they're kind of in between as far as like, I still, I, I mean, I wear a lot of American Eagle jeans still yeah. to this day. I know
1: a lot of people like swear by them.
0: Yeah. Because they've always been, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast too. So sorry guys, but they've always been the only place that accommodates people who have a much smaller waist than hips mm-hmm. by even in their like mom jeans and stuff, providing some stretch Yeah. Um, so that you can get them over your hips so that the size still fits in the waist. Um, and they have always been that way for me. And I feel like they're good quality jeans. Like some of these pairs of jeans I've had for like five years, like you don't have to go and buy another pair like in a month or so. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think they've done really good with always having a wide range of sizes. Like there was never a time where you could walked into an American Eagle and there wasn't a size like 14, 16, 18, 20, you know, Mm -hmm. like that was not a, Honestly, I don't think that Abercrombie or even Hollister went above a size like 14. Probably not. I don't think they had anything bigger than an extra large. So American Eagle has always had more size options. I think Mm -hmm. they were a little bit more affordable, but still good quality. I think that they've done a really good job of like bringing in diversity without being forced to do it because essentially that's what happened with Abercrombie and Fitch is like right. they eventually like Mike Jeffries just like didn't show up to work one day resigned and then all of a sudden they were forced to become diverse and inclusive and yeah. in all of those things American Eagle has constantly like you know even expanding into Aerie like they have yeah with, they don't retouch really any of their photos they have girls with like insulin pumps like um you know I even saw like sorry to switch brands but I saw Fenty one of mm-hmm. Rihanna's like lingerie underwear brand she had a girl with like missing an arm wearing her love, underwear yeah and it's just like they have like people who have like different skin conditions different skin colors different sizes different heights like they have done that without anybody making them do that
1: right yeah do not be fooled people like Abercrombie changed because they were following the money and they had to to save their brand.
0: Oh, a hundred percent.
1: You know, and it's it, it's like performative at at that point. It's mm-hmm. like we're doing this. It it's not necessarily at our core beliefs, you know, like who we are as a company. But you know, we are we are forced to do it because we want to be relevant. We want people to buy our shit.
0: Yeah, and I know? mean, like just to like touch on like what you really learned in the documentary that was, like, almost, like, I feel like it's shocking to us to hear it now because, like, if, like, it just doesn't happen quite this blatantly anymore. I'm not saying obviously racism is still a thing, but like, it was just like, so blatant when they were hiring, like they literally would be like, yeah, I'm sorry. We have to let you go because there's already too many Filipino people. Filipino. Yeah. And like this one girl who was like black, like she was like, Hey, like, I don't want to do any more night shifts. Like my friend literally said she would switch with me because she likes doing that. And he was like, Oh, but you clean the window so good. Yeah. You're so good at that. It's like, what? Yeah, and, and she even, literally was only scheduled to come in at closing. Like it wasn't like she right. worked a closing shift. They brought her in at closing to close the store.
1: Yeah, to clean the window.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and do all of those activities.
1: And the, even in instances like the one that they talked about, there's a store in California. I forget where. Oh, where UC, a lot of
0: see Irvine.
1: Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, where a like there's a very high Asian population there so even when the employees are reflecting just who who the people are who live there it still is not okay yeah because it doesn't a
0: bunch of people because some higher up came in and was like there are too many Asian people here
1: yeah even though they're like okay well that's because we live here and there's a high Asian population here
0: yeah like I mean that was like insane and then when they like reinvented like the names of the employees so that they did become more inclusive it was called it was like the impact team and then the model team and so they basically did that so anybody who was like a model like they literally had all the rights and same privileges and abilities as like models at a modeling agency yeah so essentially what that meant was all the white people all the pretty people um in their eyes which was White blonde hair, skinny, like tall, yeah, exactly, all the you know stereotypical societal kind of beautifulness were the models and they were in the front of the store Mm -hmm. and then the impact team was anyone that was of color that they thought wasn't cute had dreads wore black I mean y'all they had some of the they had the craziest requirements like this girl literally wore black to an interview and that is why she did not get the job other than the hijab but it was also they said it was because it was black right and you can't wear black But so the impact team, which was all of the people of color, were in the back of the store. Mm -hmm. And that is how they became more diverse. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, they could. And it, it. they did that because of legalities where they, yes. they were found they to be discriminatory. Sued. Yeah. So then they're like, okay, well, they're called models. So now we can treat them like models where you can say, we don't want you for this job because you're not tall enough or you don't have the right color hair that we're looking for, et cetera, exactly. et cetera.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and another thing too that like I didn't realize and they showed part of uh, the I think it was a Mad TV skit making fun of it. Oh yeah. That those employees were not like their their purpose wasn't customer service. No. Like they were not there to give like if anything, they were there Make to be like good mean to you to be like you need to buy our product if you want to be one of us
0: yeah exactly
1: which now is just such a bizarre way of Um, running a business because now like everyone is just so focused on customer service and making the customer happy they were not there for that at all
0: but I think that was that was something they kind of even touched on in the documentary that I had never really even thought about but I think like when you think back it makes a lot of sense that like I would say probably around the time we were in middle school, which is when Abercrombie really was at its peak Mm -hmm. was it was like, and I think we can acknowledge it and realize it. the more we think about like our middle school, like late elementary school experience, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: being exclusive was cool then. Like there were cool, popular kids and the reasons why were like money how they looked, how they dress, where did they get their clothes from, and like now, like it has made such a huge shift to being like, why can't everybody be the cool kids? Like now we're all like, oh my god, I love your dress, and you're like, yeah, I got five dollars from Marshalls. Like right. that's like that's what people like like now. Like we don't care. I mean, you could be cool and be like, oh yeah, like I splurged and I got this from like Calvin Klein. Thanks, but like it's not like before where it'd be like. Yeah, it's Abercrombie and Fish. Like, do you know what that is?
1: Yeah, that is such a good point. Now it's like, oh my god, yeah, I found it at Marshalls.
0: Exactly, that is flex now. And even when I'm shopping, like, I hope my mom listens to this episode because she, I hope, I hope she'll laugh about this now. But I remember I was in middle school and I was about to go on like a church mission trip to like paint houses, Kristen, like Mm -hmm. literally paint people's houses. And my mom was trying to take me to the Goodwill. to buy like shorts and stuff and clothes to wear to literally paint Paint a house in 90 degree weather in savannah georgia and i threw a fucking bit outside of the goodwill i was like no like i'm going to american eagle or i'm going to hollister or abercrombie and i'm buying jean shorts and t-shirts like i'm not going to goodwill because like it was that serious then though like yeah because like already like i was like I was going to a private school because my mm-hmm. grandpa was paying for it. Like me and my mom could not afford to send me, pay $10,000 a year for me to go to school. But mm-hmm. everybody that I went to school with their family could, right. They had iPhones and they had all the Abercrombie and they had the Vera Bradley and mm-hmm. I'm up here like at Plato scrummaging for it. Like mom, this is only $12. Can we get it? Like, and thank God I wasn't a spoiled brat, but I mean, still it's just like it was so ingrained in us then that I was embarrassed mm-hmm. to like buy something, even to go fucking paint a house with people I did not know and would never see again. <laughs> I was like, I will not tell them that I got this outfit from Goodwill.
1: You I'm still like, had a flex on the youth group.
0: Ex- yeah, exactly. I was going with my church. Those people will see me again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That is such so embarrassing. And now people, they like, there are content creators out there who they make their whole living on being like, here are videos on how I furnished my entire house from Goodwill.
0: Exactly. And like my now, entire closet like is be like, yeah, I found these at Goodwill. And I'm just like, oh my God, like how embarrassing am I? Right, Laurel, if you're listening, oh, I really am sorry. That was not cute.
1: Is this confession <laughs> corner? <laughs> yes,
0: that should have been my confession corner. I'm sorry, mom. Mm-hmm. Um, happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there as well, because this will be coming out after Mother's Day. No, mm-hmm. no before early Mother's Day. Happy belated <laughs>
1: And all of our dates Please ignore out. me? <laughs> we're all kinds of messed up. That's fine. Happy Mother's um,
0: Day anyway, guys. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah.
1: Every day is Mother's Day.
0: Exactly.
1: Um uh, we were talking about jeans earlier. I remember like like you said it was just so ingrained in us. I memorized like all of the patterns that were on the jeans of every yes. coming. Yeah, there's like different like stitching patterns. Yeah. And if I wore Hollister jeans, like I remember to this day, like they had this like, like rainbow looking, yeah, on the butt. And so I'd be like, oh, I need to like everyone to see that I'm wearing Hollister versus if I were wearing like Target jeans that didn't have anything on the butt. I'd be like, oh, I have to cover this because it's not going to have the Hollister. You're like,
0: where's my long shirt at? Like Like, I want people to
1: think it's Hollister, but like it doesn't have the thing on the butt.
0: Or like you would be like shopping with your mom at the grocery store in your Hollister jeans and you're wearing like some big fucking t shirt oh my gosh i'm getting that notification again
1: oh gosh okay. okay
0: well we have 10 minutes so like we can end it
1: yeah we can wrap up in later. 10 minutes yeah.
0: yeah um but like you would like you'd see like a cute boy like with his mom shopping you like pick your t-shirt up and like pull it to the front like mm-hmm. the out so you could be like hey you see these hollister jeans i'm a hollister chick you see them pockets
1: yes Which, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything, but also I think it's funny to think about, like, if you watch a TV show from, like, the 90s or early 2000s, it was such an insult to be like, oh, she has a big ass.
0: I know. It's such,
1: and now it's like people fly to different countries to get
0: BBLs. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Because
1: that is everything. So, like, thinking about, like, you know, sticking your butt out. It's not, like, how we would think about it today. No, no. To be like, oh, she's just sticking her butt out. It's like, no, I want you to see
0: my yeah, I don't see my butt. I want you to see the pockets on my butt,
1: yeah, which I this is like a whole other conversation, but it's just so funny to like, you know, it's such an insult back in the day to be like, oh my God, she got a, she has a badass. But now it's like, if you don't have an ass, then who are you?
0: Sometimes I'm just like the things that we personally as millennials have lived through, like it's too much, yeah. Trauma. Yeah, literally trauma traumatized by my generation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So all the millennials listening out there, we stand together. We stand with you. Yes. Your trauma is real. Yeah. And it is your feelings are valid. Go if you've her. ever been personally traumatized <laughs> by Abercrombie and Fitch sizing.
0: Uh, yeah, so, right. Like please raise your hand.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. Like no wonder we all have like self-esteem issues because seeing know. as like when I was a prepubescent early teen, like I'm like a a smaller girl. So like, I was even smaller when I was like 11 and I had to wear like mediums and larges at Hollister. Like it didn't, we didn't think that that was going to like leave a lasting impression.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You know, which then like after puberty, when I like gain weight and like, G- grow in certain
0: and hips and right all and then it's like
1: I can't like I can't fit in these jeans anymore
0: or we even like the not universal sizing of women's clothes oh, like
1: that is all people spend their lives researching those sorts of things
0: it'll never it'll never be fixed
1: yeah it is so hard to even even with places that it's just like small medium large it's like is this a large small or is it supposed to be oversized? Right. Or is it small and I should I should go up a few sizes?
0: Right. And it's like, okay, who is it oversized for? Is it oversized for like Kendall Jenner? <laughs> or is it like oversized for like a normal size person? In because which case I mean, it's like, true to size. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Kristen. Like this will be my last thing. I'm sorry. Like I'm going off on a rant now. Cause this is about old Navy, which I stay in old Navy, but anywho. So I have two shirts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're both oversized. So one of them I bought in the store. So I saw the size and I was like, oh, cute. Like it's the perfect amount of oversized to wear with like biker shorts or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was shopping online and I saw this oversized that had like a little frocket and it had like slits and it was like this cool gray color. And I was like, oh, so cute. And so I got it in the exact same size. <laughs> this thing goes down to my knees. Like it, <laughs> like thought it was a dress.
1: A t-shirt dress?
0: Yeah. So I'm like, what? Comp- I don't know. I, is, I just don't know.
1: Did it like fit how you want to? Everywhere, everywhere else, it was just long as hell. No, no.
0: it was the the frock. It was like under my boob. How strange! It? I've had similar. I mean, I kept it to sleep in because it's really cozy. But like, yeah. just the, you know the the principle of the thing.
1: Yeah, I've had some similar experiences like that too at Old Navy, especially now. Like you said, like oversized is such a big thing now. But it's like, but also too, like, I'm short. So it's like things that are oversized are going to be extra oversized. And like, now that things are like ankle length, I'm like, perfect. It'll fit right perfectly on me.
0: Yes. Or like, I just got like, I got two new dresses and a top and Mm -hmm. they fit everywhere except my boobs. (sighs) like they fit perfectly everywhere, like to the point where it's not even, it's not even like it's tight. So it like, you know, lifts them and pulls them together. Like it looks like I'm a can of biscuits, like ready to (laughs) explode. Like I couldn't even try to wear a bra under them. They're so tight. And I'm just like, but if I go up a size, like, I feel like it's gonna be too big everywhere else. So it's like,
1: (sighs) can't win. It's tough out
0: here what would you what oh sorry what would you give white hot writing overall for yourself Kristen
1: um I would agree with you yeah I would give it like a six or a seven um at first it was a little weird like I thought just it wasn't like very organized like I thought that they were
0: god bless you
1: excuse me I thought that they were a little just like all over the place a little bit but I thought it was I thought it was good yeah six or seven out of ten I'm not saying everyone needs to stop this podcast and go watch it right now yeah um but if these sorts of things interest you then yeah
0: go yeah for I it. thought it was interesting enough like I I wouldn't tell someone to not watch it but I'll be like it's, it's interesting you'll learn something new but you're not gonna like come back to me and be like oh thank you for the recommendation that was the best thing I ever saw yeah,
1: but they had tons of great interviews. Um, yeah,
0: you know, I did they, like how they kind of got the title from one of the interviews. Like one of the ladies was like kind of talking about like how she saw essentially like she, like she called it to a t- She was like, they were burning white hot and we all know what happens after something burns white hot. And I was like, oh, that's where you got the title from.
1: Mm-hmm. I know, me too. Me too, I liked how they, how they did that. But then also it's like a, it's like a play on words because white, Get, you have to be white and hot to work there yep. so they really they knew what they were doing with
0: that one. Also, um kind of going back to what I was saying about Michelle after her release from jail I don't think anybody's seen Mike Jeffries since he just up and quit yeah I Fitch yeah no, and it's I think that's 2014 I don't think
1: was it him or the photographer who had uh, a friendship with Jeffrey Epstein
0: um, that actually was the man who owns Victoria's Secret and Express and Bath and Body, oh. um, who had bought Abercrombie and Fitch when they started failing, and brought Mike Jeffries on, even though he was a former failed CEO. And he I see, I see.
1: Okay, so Epstein was involved somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, um, but his but- name was like L- LL something.
1: Yeah, and the thing was literally just called like L- the L brand or something. Y-
0: yeah. Um. But like, yeah, he-, he left all of his money to Jeffrey Epstein, and he actually was the one who gave Jeffrey Epstein credibility or credentials or whatever as like a model scout, and that's honestly how he had access to a lot of the women that he you know took advantage of and things like that. So yeah, Not thanks for that Abercrombie.
1: <laughs> yeah all right y'all well that will do it for this week's episode this is episode 17 we thank you all for listening as always um and yeah just to remind y'all our episodes come out every wednesday at five o'clock so we will see you all next wednesday which will be may 11th if i can count yes i can may 11th um so thank you for listening as always if you are enjoying listening to us please give us a five-star rating on spotify and apple Podcasts. and if you listen on apple Podcasts, you can be like stormy and also give us a little little writing review um about what you're enjoying. You can hit us up on Instagram. We are at a case the number four the FBI. If you want to send us an email, we are a case the number four the FBI at gmail.com. Um so if there are any other listeners who are out there who are like Cassie, I need you get I need you to get bored one night and go down the rabbit hole of Michelle Carter. <laughs> we're totally open to doing that a hundred percent um yeah so thank you for listening and we will talk to you all next week bye, bye. I love-